Oh, well, there's two, there's two off-on switches. <laughs> Somehow I got the other one off. So anyhow, um, Christianity is the, the one that, uh, only one that offers freedom of choice. We, we look at some of the other <laughs> religions and what they offer, and uh, they don't give to us freedom. And God is the one who gives us the freedom to choose. Uh, Christianity is the one that gave equal rights. <laughs> Christianity is the one that has given us a freedom to, to believe and, and to make choices and to choose not to believe. And, you know, that's a right that, we have, that God has given to us as a, as in our own nature, that we have the ability to choose not to believe. And so our, our goal is, our prayer is, that we would understand what God is about. Most, you know, and it's, for me, I have difficulty with people who have a wrong concept of God and how they got that. I, I don't know. You know, sometimes I think people just sit around and think of God as being just a, a great big grandfather in the sky and white beard and white hair and just gives out stuff to his grandkids. You know, you know, yeah. You know, one guy said uh, he, his father was giving out gifts and monies to his grandkids, to, his, you know, the father's children, being the guy's grandchildren. And, and, and he says, where'd that guy come from? <laughs> he never gave me any money. <laughs> you know, he had to walk uphill both ways, no matter where he went. You know, <laughs> there's always something terribly wrong somewhere, you know. But... Uh, in our lives, God is, an, God is not our big grandfather in the sky wanting to uh, dole out gifts so that we will appreciate him a little more and pay a little attention to him and he can send us back where he wants us to go when he's had, enough, had, our, had a fill for us. But today, um, we're looking at Psalm 16. And this is a psalm of David. And it's not necessarily a psalm when David is running from King Saul. But it's a, it is a psalm speaking of a covering. You know, um, how that God's grace and mercy and protection covers us. And uh, spoke of this uh, covering a few weeks ago. Used a blanket and, you know, had the idea of a covering. And God covers us uniquely uh, according to who we are and to what our needs are. And it's a perfect ten. But my ten as a covering is different than your ten as a covering. You know, God does not deal out everything as, you know, merit and reward or this is, this is punishment or you're not going to get this. You know, <laughs> it'd be like one guy gave the illustration that uh, we, when we, are, we as God's children, all right, if we tell our kids, you know, don't go climbing that tree, okay? Don't climb the tree. Don't, don't climb the tree, all right? And while we're sitting in the house, we hear this call, Dad, come and help. I'm falling. Where's he at? He's in the tree. So we sit down and say, what did I tell you? <laughs> we wouldn't, you know, what did we say? Has he, you know, go me check with your mother, make sure you've done your chores, you know. Uh, did you clean up your room? You know, no, he's falling. What are we going to do? We're going to go there to, to catch them or, or to help them get out of that position so that they don't fall. Then beat them. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but then, but you see, as God is working and living through our lives, he has a call for us. He has a purpose for our life. And we don't know it all. 
We don't know what it's all about. We don't have all those things in place that we're going to understand why these things happened the way they did. We don't know why. You know, I'm, I'm the first to say I don't know why things happen the way they do. They just happen. And the, the importance is God is with us, and he will give us the strength to go through that situation, strength to perhaps someday understand it. But for right now, we just have to trust him. You know, we don't know why 9-11 happened the way it did. It happened, and we have to deal with it. Well, we don't know why tragedy comes into our lives. We don't know why, you know, there are accidents and why some people can, you know, get by by the skin of their teeth, you know. It's an expression. There is no skin on your teeth. But uh, in case you were wondering. Uh, so we know that these things are happening, but we don't know why. But we do know that God is with us. So in, 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 chapter, in Psalm 16, David is talking about this covering, and he's talking about the joy and the benefit of a, of a life lived in companionship with God. So God is my friend. God is the, he is the one who is with me. And we find here, David is saying, Keep me safe, O God. I've run for dear life to you. I say to God, Be my Lord. Without you, nothing makes sense. <laughs> So it doesn't suggest that David was in some type of danger or trouble in which he is running to God to, to find protection. We find that David is looking for God in this everyday living. You know, things aren't working out the way they should. Things aren't going the way they should. Well, we're, we are in this covenant with God and we are in his oversight. He is overseeing our lives. Remember what we said in Sunday school about a covenant. Now, the covenant is not a contract. A contract is an agreement between two parties, and they have equal rights. Okay? A covenant is that which God has established towards us, and we don't have any say. We say, well, what kind of a covenant is that? Well, God will provide for our salvation. We just have to confess our sin. <laughs> God will give to us eternal life. God will give to us the, the blessings and the joy of his spirit and, and of his word. God will, so there's really, we are the recipients of, of the divine covenant that God has made with us. And basically, we don't have to perform to get it. We don't, have to, we don't earn it. It's a gift. See, I think that's where we have a hard time. Some people have a hard time getting, receiving gifts. You know? I don't. No. <laughs> In case you were wondering. No, but sometimes we have a hard time receiving gifts. Why? Why is it difficult to receive gifts? Sometimes people have a hard time giving them. <laughs> you know? I'll give it to them, but I'm going to regret it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but you see, we have a hard time giving because we get into this earn and should get, you know, they deserve. And, uh, oh, I deserve it more than they do. Why did they get it? You see, we go into this mode of comparison and, and looking at things. And, and God is, God sees, God loves you so much, he can't take his eyes off you. And God has a plan for our lives. We haven't arrived at the fulfillment of that plan yet. We're on the journey. And on this journey, there are speed bumps. 
There are potholes. There are detours. There are some stubborn mistakes that we will make. (laughs) There are some gentle leadings of the Spirit we will pay attention to. And you see, God is taking us on this journey. It's called our life. And He wants us to know we are covered. I got that covered. (laughs) God, what about, I got that covered. You know, well, what about this? I got that covered. You see, going to that understanding that God, what is, there, what is there that God cannot do? Okay, if there is nothing that God cannot do, then where does my faith come in? My faith is in the belief that God can do all things. Okay? Now, God, who can do all things, has established a covenant, an agreement between he and I that's very one-sided. His. He's the one who is giving. He is the one who is receiving. He is the one who is bestowing. He is the one who leads us and guides us. He is the one who has a plan that will work everything out to the good in our life. He is the one who is responsible for helping us achieve that plan. So he wants us to have faith. Faith that God can do what we can't even imagine. So David here is, um, he's in this relationship with God, and we, we see that he is there, he's saying that, um, that we might honor the Lord and we might enjoy all of the good things that God alone can give. So God isn't wanting, you know, well, let's put a few sour grapes. You remember the, what were those things you used to give out, Jose, that you didn't know what they were, that they taste like? Being boozled, being being boozled is you can you don't know what it is. It can be licorice and it can be taste like skunk. You know, <laughs> you don't know what it is, and, and you don't know what it is. So you just give it to people, and it's it's kind of like a dare. You know, I dare you to eat this. You know, and it's not been on the garbage and you know feet stomped on and stuff like that. It's not that. So, but it's it's these candies, and you you know it can be a, a number of things and. People bite into them to find out what it is, and if you like it, you're blessed, and if you get the skunk, you're skunked. So, God is not doing that to us. Here's life. Here's, here it is. Taste it. See what you get. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, God is not sour grapes. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. (laughs) You see, it's very simplistic. But what we're doing is the greatness of God, the provision of God, we're thanking him for what we have. Children's prayers. But yet, they're profound and yet simple. So, verse verse 1 and 2, Keep me safe, O God. I say to God, be my Lord. Without you, nothing makes sense. So God is the one who's going to put this all together. Verse 3, and these God-chosen lives all around, what splendid friends they make. So here we are, is, it's talking about how that we can become friends, how that we have friendships, and how that we have the blessings of God alive in our life, and they're all at work, you know, helping us out here. And I was thinking of the, um, in our Sunday school lesson, the seven promises to Abram. 
in Genesis chapter 3. And, and God tells, and this is, just, this is the second one that he tells Abram, I will bless you. I will bless you. Okay? This is the agreement God makes. God can do all things. He says, I will bless you. See, there, there would flow a general blessing. So in one sense, it's a general blessing upon his life. And second, it is favor received not by chance, but by the direct action of the Lord. So when I am, when I am receiving the blessing of God, it is the direct action of God upon my life. Sometimes I think that we have the, the misconception that God is, you know, spinning the wheel. Is it a good day or a bad day? Well, let's see what the wheel tells us today, you know. And we get in this mode of, you know, <laughs> and this, it's this week sometime, I, I forget where I was at, and, uh, and the lady was telling me they were working, and um, she, went to her, she went to one of her other employees, or one of the other people who were working, and, and they said, is this a good day or a bad day? Well, it's a good day today. And, and the other lady, she asked the other lady, and the other lady says, I don't know yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> you see, the decision for good or bad is based upon what happens. No, the decision of whether it's a good day or a bad day depends upon our decision as to what we see and how we interpret what comes our way. You see, what comes our way determines how we see it determines whether it's a good or a bad situation it could be worse <laughs> you know and I, I i i don't like that phrase either because it's almost like a guilt trip uh it could be worse i know of hundreds of people that are worse off than you and you know, so therefore you should be, you should be glad this happened to you and not as bad <laughs> well it doesn't work um I am glad for what God is doing in my life, and he is going to work through this situation. So then he has, and in this verse, he's talking about his friends and so on that are around him. And then verse 4 is, don't, don't just go shopping for a God. <laughs> don't go shopping for a God. You know, I think I'm going to look at the horoscope today and see what my horoscope is. Oh, that doesn't look too good. I don't want that one. So let's go shopping for, you know, let's go look at this and let's go look at that and let's go to this place. And yeah, no, don't go shopping for God. We're looking for who's going to give us the good report. That's the one I want. Well, God gives us a good report every day. He says, I, I swear I'll never treat God names like brand names. Going to trust God no matter what or no matter what happens or how long it takes, I'm going to trust him. You see, a good companionship um, won't live the Christian life alone. We have a good companion in Christ. Everything's going to work out. Uh, he says the, the saints are those who trust God and obey this, re this relationship in this covenant. Then verse 5 and 6, he says, My choice is you, God, first and only, and now I find I'm your choice. God chose us. In the, in the scriptures it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I called you. I called you by name. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for your life. You didn't find me. I was searching for you. See, whenever we, if we can sense that awareness that you're not in this alone. We're not here alone. And, and, and we're not, the, the circumstances of life Things of life, <laughs> wish we knew why. But if we did know why, would that make it any better? 
Well, I would have been able to understand. No, it doesn't matter whether we understand it or not. God is in charge and we're praying the God who can do all things. Can he do all things? Yes. So let's believe for him to do it in us and to be to, through us. So we are allowing God. He says, I have, God says that I have chosen you. Now, why would God pick us? Why would God pick you? Because I got this flowing hair. <laughs> why would God pick us? Why would he, what's so unique about you or me that God would say, I want you, you know? In the military years ago, Uncle Sam wants you. You know, remember the pictures with Uncle Sam, you know? Uncle Sam wants you. And why does he want you? Well, he needs some bodies to throw out there in the front lines to take care, you know, to see who go, if we can win this war. Well, God is not sacrificing us on the battlefield. God is calling us to live for him and with him, to be, to re, be recipients of his blessings of his strength, and of his goodness. Verse 7 and 8. The wise counsel God gives when I'm awake is confirmed by my sleeping heart. You see, <laughs> that we recognize that we are at peace. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. God gives us a peace and an understanding that no matter what happens, even when your notes get blown away, God is still in charge. <laughs> the best laid plans go amissing. You know, when you put the right plays in on a football field or in a soccer field, when you put the right plays in and they don't go right, you know, what do we do? We don't lay down on the field and quit. <laughs> We may throw bricks at the TV, but, you know, those foam bricks, not the real bricks, because it becomes too expensive. But we run the plays. We run the plays. We, we practice and we, we do the right things. We keep doing the right things for the right reasons. And we find that in each of these things, we are learning to trust in God. Abram had to wait 25 years for God to fulfill and answer the prayer, the, the, the agreement that Abraham, God made with Abraham. He had to wait 25 years to receive it. God's not in a hurry. <laughs> we think he is, but he's not. And the wise counsel of God, well, when I'm awake, <laughs> God's talking. When I'm asleep, I'm dreaming. <laughs> and God's dreams through me. But I, I like what we had for the um, promises given to Abram. He says, I will make you a great nation. God's telling Abram this. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will make you a blessing. Um, and what is it? I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And you, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Hmm. So you see, God is at work doing doing a work in our hearts, and we are responding to this. Verse 9 and 10 says, I'm happy, I'm happy from the inside out and from the outside in. I'm firmly formed. You see, <laughs> out of my innermost being comes this understanding that God is at work in me and the joy of the Lord is in my heart. Joy is not based... You know, 
Happiness depends on happenings. Joy is that which resides in the heart and in the life, and out of my innermost beings what shall come shall flow rivers of living water, shall come this, this fountain of joy and fountain of life, because God is the one who is at, at work inside of us. And I'm happy from the inside out. You canceled my ticket to hell. <laughs> That's not my destination. Failure and hell are not our destination. Our destination is God, I, I, I think of this often, you know, the, the scripture that says God knows the end from the beginning. And, I, and I've said before that I think that's backwards. God just say I know the beginning from the end. That's us. <laughs> no, God knows the end from the beginning. God knows where we're going to end up. And he's on the way process of taking us to that point. So if God who can do all things and God does all things well and God never finishes in defeat, God does not finish in defeat and discouragement and despair. So you see, all of the, the world, we look at our, our society and we look at things, oh, gloom, gloom and despair, you know, and agony on me. You know, we look at that and we find those things going on. God's plan is not for us to end in gloom and despair and agony. The trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. God has a trumpet. <laughs> And he has, a, he has a success ahead of us, raising, being raised from the dead. He has an eternal home for us, for our spirits to, to live in, to live there in heaven. So my ticket for evil, my ticket for failure, it's not, God doesn't have that in mind. It's not, it's, not, it's not your ticket. Your ticket ends in success. Your ticket ends in, in, in heaven. Your understanding of life is complete in Christ. Your failures are not going to determine your destiny. God's will for you will determine your destiny. In our understanding of God's covenant and relationship, we will allow him to work his will in our hearts. We will allow that to happen. And from in the middle of nowhere, we will hear the voice of God saying to us and leading us and coming to us unexpectedly. God is there. <laughs> I was um, reminded this week about uh, a, a lady. I, I, I know I've used some of these stories before, but I'll claim insanity or senility or whatever. And it's the first time I've ever told it, right? So <laughs> the lady, I was, in, I was in Israel and in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, while I was there, I heard, I heard my name being called. <laughs> it wasn't God. <laughs> but it was someone who had, uh, that I had counseled years ago when her husband and two sons were killed. And I'm walking through the Garden of Gethsemane and I hear, and she, she's in a prayer service or whatever that somebody's having and she disrupts the whole service for them and comes running across to, to, to see me. <laughs> I don't think her husband liked it at that time. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, out of nowhere, out of the middle, I mean, the least likely place you would ever expect to see somebody you know is in Jerusalem in the Garden of Gethsemane on a particular day at a particular time. What are the chances? What are the chances? See, it's not by luck. It's by, it's by grand design. The grand design of God is that his favor would be upon his children. 
And that favor upon his children is by the covenant that God has made with us. See, the covenant that God has made with us is the grand design through which his blessings will come into our life. And what does he want us to do? He wants us to have faith. He wants us to believe all things are possible. Therefore, all things are possible in my life. And that each situation, God can turn to the good because God is at work. Verse 11, now you've got, now, You've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you looked, ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. <laughs> you see, God has our feet on the right path and that he's going to take our hands and he's going to lead us in the right way. And my last verse is Jeremiah. Ruth, 29, 11. <laughs> This is God's word. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. God says, I will show up and I will take you back home. This, those words, I will show up. You remember the story I told about... Um, a lady that was dying and, you know, on, on her deathbed, and I said, you need to confess, you know, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and, and you know, to go to heaven. And she's almost in a coma, things like that. And I'm kneeling beside her bed, and her, her husband's on the other side. And she repeats the prayer, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And then she goes, oh, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And I said, and Jesus showed up. I was telling that same story in another situation with a priest and I who are friends in a person's room and I was telling him the story and whenever I said and Jesus showed up the the person that we were with took their last breath and died he showed up and the, the priest was saying she was waiting for you to say those words that it was okay for her to go home. And, and when I think about, you know, that was how he saw it. And I look at our own life and I, and I see, and God shows up. He shows up. One lady saw him. Another person felt it was okay to go home to heaven. And in our life, God shows up. I told my brother this, and he says, I don't want you praying for me. <laughs> he, says, he says, don't you pray for me. I'm not dying yet, you know. <laughs> but we see that in our lives, God shows up. And it isn't when life is over. It's when life is being lived. I am full. I am free. The joy of God's spirit is in my heart. The strength of his word is in my mind. The faith that I have in God becomes my shield. His word becomes that which I attack. The peace of God becomes my stability. My feet are shod with peace. Breastplate of righteousness. My, the righteousness that we have is belief that God will do as he said, as he says. So I am here armed to the teeth. <laughs> whatever that means, I am armed from head to toe with the word of God. And God has showed up 
to empower me in each one of my disciplines of life. And there is nothing I can do to cancel that covenant. I mean, I can say, don't, no, I don't want it. But God is not waiting for us to do something spectacular to initiate the covenant, the agreement. God is already saying, this is yours. This is yours. All power is given unto you in heaven and earth. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on heaven it shall be loosed on earth. You got that power. God shows up. He helps us to understand life, is not as I see it. Life is as God sees it. And His Spirit touches our life to drink of the water of life and to be refreshed moment by moment every day of our lives. Amen? Let's stand, shall we? <laughs> Father, we are grateful that you show up, not just to take us home to heaven, but God, you show up in every moment, in every circumstance, in every situation. And God, we don't want to see it through our own eyes. We want to see it through your eyes. We want to see it as a covering. Your word is a covering to our life and that, Lord, it shelters us from the cold. It keeps us in, 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 the, in the blistering sun, it's, it becomes our tent, our shade. God, it is that which is upon our hearts and our lives that we are forever, forever, forever content in your word. So bless us, Lord, that we might be blessings. Let us have faith that we might be faithful. Whatever we need, Lord, we ask of you. And your covenant, your agreement with us is that you would freely give. You would freely bestow it upon our lives. Help us, O oh Lord. Help us, Lord, to be recipients of your gifts, of your love, of your forgiveness, that you will direct us, you will direct our path, for we are on the path of life with Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 <clears throat>